Now, it's time for Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf, the number one relationship advice radio show in the U.S. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ask Dr. Love. I'm Dr. Jamie Turndorf, and it is my great pleasure to be with you again today. So today we're going to be talking with an old and dear friend of mine, Matt Boggs, about the eight feminine habits high quality men find irresistible. You know, masculine and feminine energies attract one another, but what exactly do these energies look like in real life relationships? If you're a successful woman stuck in your masculine energy, how can you shift into your feminine to attract high quality masculine men that you want? And Matt is going to help you figure out the answers to all these questions. He's the best-selling author of Project Everlasting and the creator of Cracking the Man Code. And he is a highly sought-after dating coach and relationship expert. He's appeared in national media venues like the Today Show, CNN, Headline News, Oprah and Friends, ABC, as well as shared the stage with industry leaders like John Gray, Alison Armstrong, Ariel Ford, and many others. Matt's message of love and practical relationship advice has impacted more than 120 million people worldwide. Although he has launched two successful businesses and empowered women around the world in manifesting their man, Matt says his biggest accomplishment after being married for 10 years is finally learning to squeeze the toothpaste from the correct end of the tube. <laughs> so Huge accomplishment. Welcome back, Matt. It's so good to have you back on Ask Dr. Love. It's good to see you, Dr. Jamie. It's great to be here. It's, you know, we were saying right before we went live, I think it was 10 years since we first met. And then you were going back into your email archives. I, it might be more because I think I remember we were together when you were really beginning your work. Do you remember when did you start? It, we started, I started this work and I say we, because my best friend and I uh, embarked on a journey to discover what makes love last. And um, we were both, bachelors didn't know really the first thing about what it takes to create a healthy marriage and in our 20s we created this dream to travel around the united states and interview america's greatest marriages uh, we wanted to talk to folks who had been married over 40 years and and report that they were still happy <laughs> among all things and um and so we ended up doing that trip and interviewed over 300 couples uh that were amazing and some couples that interviewed with us that weren't happy. And it was really fascinating to study the differences between the couples that showed up that you could tell weren't happy and those that really were authentic and had a great connection still and were madly in love still. And we compile all that research into a book called Project Everlasting. And uh, wildly enough, the whole impetus of that book was to improve our own love lives. And I, I've always wanted to manifest my the love of my life and on the last stop on the book tour in 2007, when the book was released, we did the tour in 2006. In 2007, at the last stop on the book tour, I ended up meeting my wife and getting married. And so now I've got three adorable little kids and, and uh, living my dream of raising a family and, and having a passionate romantic relationship in our marriage. And, uh, and what's cool about this story is that Jason found the love of his life, my best friend, and he asked me to perform the wedding. 
So we were, I was able to perform the wedding for him and his wife, and now they've got two kids. And, and every single day, we're living these principles. <laughs> you you have way. to, you know, when you say living the principles, we're going to get into that because it is so important. People think, oh, that somehow a long-term relationship or a marriage is going to survive without you living the principles. And I use the analogy of a car. You don't do maintenance on the car. If you don't change the oil, you don't put gas in it. It's dead in a ditch. You know, that it's the same with your relationship. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I want to I want to hear your thoughts and and I also love to hear that you're living a passionate love affair because you know I was married to my beloved Jean for almost 30 years and we'd still be together now if it wasn't for the bee you know that ripped him from his body and I believe wholeheartedly because I experienced it a, a passionate love does not fizzle out people think oh it's 6 months it's over no this is not true not at all Exactly. And the the biochemistry, you know, that that infatuation stage when our brains get drunk on all the love chemicals and whatnot, that most definitely changes. And the cool part is that what we learned from these couples uh, was that you can still be passionate with one another, madly in love with one another. You can still be that way, conjure those feelings, but you don't have to wait for the feelings to feel that way. What these couples showed us was that it's feelings follow your focus. And when you focus on, for example, what you appreciate about your partner, what you admire about your partner, what you're grateful for about your partner, that's what you focus on. And you back it up with action where maybe you share it with them or you act with gratitude or you write a gratitude list down or an appreciation list. The feelings then follow that so many People have never been taught that and they say, well, I don't feel loving anymore. Like I'm just irritated with the person. And if they were actually to do a mental audit, what they would realize is that their focus is all on what's missing, what their partner isn't doing right, how they're falling short, and therefore the feelings aren't there. And it perpetuates itself because they get in that unloving state, focus on what they don't like, feel unloving, and it just gives a downward spiral. You're absolutely right. Because ultimately we're just a bag of chemicals. And if you focus on what I'm mad about and what I'm annoyed about, we reduce those angry chemicals. We're stuck in the fight flight response. That's my first book, right? Till death those part unless I kill you first, right? That's literally, I'm in that mode of chemical imbalance. And you know, I always say love is an action verb, right? It's not, it, you, to love, you have to behave in a loving way. And it's exactly what you're saying. If I be, if I bow, I feel reverent. If I smile, I feel happy. If you behave in a loving way towards your partner, love feelings and love chemicals flow. And that's exactly right. And not very many people get that. And I'm glad you. you One of these couples said, love is a four letter word spelled G I V E. Isn't that nice? It backs up exactly what you're saying. Yeah, it's an action, action verb. It's a verb of giving. Giving, give love, give. And, and the thing is, you know, when they look at the brains of couples who are long-term couples and have been in love for decades and are passionate, their brains light up in the same way that the brain lights up when you're newly in love and you're getting the dopamine hits and the, that couples who are in love and passionately in love still have those parts of the brain lighting up. And I wanted that possibility, that vision of what's possible in my life. Because growing up, my parents divorced. All my friends' parents were divorced except for one. So that was the norm. And, and so I grew up. And then, you know, my parents, I had this experience where 
when they divorced, you know, and everybody does the best they know how with what they've got. When my parents divorced, um, I'd never seen them fight. And for me, they were happy. They would always tell me they were soulmates. And so then one day, all of a sudden, they're divorcing. That's shocking. And, and they were protect. I mean, at the end of the day, they were protecting me from, they didn't want me to be the victim of their battleground of the divorce and all of that. And it's just wild how no matter what we do as parents, our kids are going to learn That's the lessons it. they need to learn. And while it was challenging, it was a perfect lesson for me to send me on my journey. Because what I thought was that if you have a relationship and you go through a tough time, you go through a struggle. It's like a painting with now a stain on it. It can never return to its original beauty and you can't overcome those challenges. That was my programming. That, that was what I decided had to be watching my parents divorce. And what I loved about interviewing these couples is hearing couples who went through losing a child, infidelity, addiction, all kinds of things. And together coming out the other side of that, and now they're more in love. They have deeper passions, stronger connection. And to see that possibility was very, very inspiring for me. And very healing, right? Because it showed you maybe it didn't have to be that way for your parents, right? And it certainly doesn't have to be that way for you. Absolutely. I yeah. love that. I love that. So today we said we were going to talk about the eight feminine habits high quality men find irresistible, but I, I don't want to force you to stay in a box, you know, but if you want to talk about that a little bit, that would be great. And we can come back to what keeps marriages and relationships going wherever we want to go. Sure. Well, the reason this topic is, is top of mind is because so many women, my primary focus is on helping women manifest their man and manifest the relationship that they would love. And that's what I've been doing over the last 10 years and have been blessed to work with literally thousands of women from, from around the world. And um, we have a large social following. And so people write in all the time questions and their challenges. And we live in a, in a modern dating era that is the, 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 the tempo and the speed of dating has accelerated so much over the last 15 years. Your ability to find a date overnight, your ability to meet infinite numbers, what seems like infinite numbers of people um, is just staggering. It's like the, the mind and the nervous system has a hard time uh, comprehending that and registering the speed at which everything is accelerated. And one of the challenges is we're in a new era where every generation has made their trailblazing move. And like, for example, my parents' generation, and, and um, we just lost Bob Proctor. Bob Proctor made his passing. He's a well-known author and personal development leader. And around the, you know, around the 60s and 70s, the personal development movement really came into its fruition around thoughts become things and the law of attraction and how do you improve your life and all of these things. Um, and I feel like, and that was just a beautiful trailblazing move to help people wake up to the idea that they can actually change and improve their lives, that we're not stuck with some destiny that we wouldn't want. Um, and now there is a, uh, with, with, the, with the feminine movement and with the reorganization of social structure and just how we can become anything we want, the energy of masculine and feminine hasn't changed. And those energies are polar. They attract one another. And men and women, we all have both masculine and feminine energies. And different activities lend to being either more masculine or more feminine. And so with the dating, with, with the way things have evolved, 
uh, how men and both men and women are the providers. Most households have both people working today as you're dating. Most both people will have jobs. It becomes there's a lot of confusion around how do we date in a way that builds attraction rather than dissipates attraction. And this, the reason I wanted to talk about it was this was actually one of my biggest challenges. One of the biggest things I had to learn to call in the love of my life was how to, um, how to come from my core energy. Well, each of us have both masculine and feminine. We also have a home base, a type of energy that feels more natural to us. So for your listeners, you might feel you're, you're able to operate with both masculine or feminine. We'll talk about qualities of these energies, but you'll have one that just feels more home for you, more natural for you. So for me, I'm more of a natural masculine guy. Um, and, and so, but yet growing up, my sister, I have a sister who's two and a half years older. And she was super successful with dating and she had guys constantly asking her out, men taking her out. And she wanted, and so I looked up to her for love advice. And so she talked to me about how to date and pull people in. And she taught me a feminine methodology. Oh, this is interesting. You know, we're going to take a break and I want, I want to come back to this. So you're saying your dating mentor coach was your sister who gave you her feminine perspective and you followed that and weren't coming from what you describe as your natural masculine core. Let's take a break. We'll be back in one moment on Ask Dr. Love. Hi, it's Dr. Jamie Turndorf. Did you know only one stress, one accident, or one illness can trigger PTSD? And did you know that all the stress associated with the pandemic has created what I call the new global PTSD pandemic stress syndrome? And don't be so quick to say, I don't have PTSD, because many conditions like depression, anxiety, pain syndrome, sleep disorders, and sexual dysfunctions are PTSD in disguise. And don't be fooled, even after the pandemic is behind us, your PTSD will not go away by itself. Hope is in sight. In my latest book, If You Think You Don't Have PTSD, Think Again, I share a simple, research-backed, drug-free program for reversing the new global PTSD pandemic stress syndrome, a solution your doctor doesn't likely know about. Read If You Think You Don't Have PTSD, Think Again today and be on the road to recovery right away. If You Think You Don't Have PTSD, Think Again became a number one international bestseller within 24 hours of its publication. Grab your copy on Amazon and find out why you're listening to ask dr love with dr jamie turndorf if you yearn to get along better with your life partner or spouse friends family members and even co-workers dr turndorf's best-selling hay house book kiss your fights goodbye dr loves 10 simple steps to cooling conflict and rekindling your relationship shows you how to turn conflict into connection for a lifetime of lasting love to find out more visit askdrlove.com once again, here's Dr. Turndorf. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Love. I'm Dr. Jamie Turndorf talking with my old friend, Matt Boggs, author of Project Everlasting, best-selling author also of Cracking the Man Code. So you were saying before we took the break that your natural score is masculine. And, and I guess maybe for people watching and listening, it would be good to define what you call masculine. Yes. And so I uh, have a, I'm actually working on a new book right now uh, that will be out in 2023. And so we actually just wrote this chapter and let me bring up this, uh, 
let me bring up the list here because we've been building masculine and feminine energy. Here we go. There we go. So there's healthy masculine and feminine energy. And there's also toxic forms of masculine and feminine energy. But this is by no means an exhaustive list, but these are primary qualities that, uh, that you can identify to say, where do you feel more um, aligned and more at home in yourself? So masculine energy is, is naturally the providing energy. It's provider, where you want to pay for the meal. You want to provide the home. You want to provide the food. You think uh, hunter and gatherer energies, right? You think for with anthropologists anthropologist study, whoever's going to go out and hunt, that's the more masculine energy. Whoever's going to stay back and gather and take care of the cave and take care of the children, that's more feminine energy. So masculine is providing, it's protecting, it's competitive energy, it's more hard, intense. It's also cognitive energy. It's thinking, future, mind-oriented energy. It's directive, it's assertive, it's practical, and it's pursuing energy. And so if you notice, a lot of these uh, descriptions here, these qualities uh, match up with executives, with leaders. If you're in the business world, whether you're a man or a woman, and you've got competitive energy, thinking visionary energy, you're directive, you're assertive, you're, you're thinking about what's practical, uh, it's about providing, protecting your business, protecting your teams, all of that, you're running a lot of masculine energy. Whether you call it masculine or not, that's what it is. So a lot of my clients are successful, they're in leadership positions and they chase other masculine men away. And they think it's because they're too intimidating. And that's not always the case. Some times when you're with a, a man who's insecure or not owning his own worth, it might be intimidating, but often more is the case is there's no polarization. And masculine repels masculine, feminine repels feminine when it comes to a romantic connection. Ironically, I learned from my sister how to date in the feminine. And so here's some feminine qualities here. Receptive. You're receiving from the masculine, nurturing, you're taking care of those around you, collaborative instead of competitive, right? You're working together instead of against, soft, gentle, you move into your body, out of your mind, it's more feeling oriented and present oriented instead of masculine is future based. Uh, instead of being directive and assertive, you're allowing or accommodating. It's also, instead of being just practical, it's beautification. How do you make your environment beautiful around you? And instead of pursuing energy, it's pulling energy or invitational. And so I got really good at attracting women by not going up to them, not asking them out, not being in my masculine, but actually drawing them to me. And so guess who I would draw to me? Very women. aggressive women. <laughs> women who were in the ma masculine and so the I, it, crazy how this works out we would hit it off and there would be physical chemistry i mean the beautiful i would find her beautiful she'd find me as sexy and attractive and we'd have a hot few weeks together but then something would happen and we would start to either con conflict with one another and we start to butt heads because i would naturally gravitate back to my masculine and she was already in her masculine that's why she pursued me and so we'd butt heads or the attraction would just deflate and Isn't that is fascinating? Because really what we're talking about here is, you know, the old saying, be yourself because everybody else is taken. Mm -hmm. So you, you know, when you were not being yourself and you were kind of following a rule book that your sister outlined for you, you weren't coming forth from your own core, which is, as you're saying, more essentially masculine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it, and it felt like what I summed it up to is it was a, 
you know, we all have dating strategies, like how do we talk to somebody and how do we build attraction? How do I get that person's attention when I'm out and about, whether it's online or you're actually in the physical world? And so for me, because I do have feminine energy, it just felt like, oh, this strategy was working. And it was confusing because oh, it, was working. it, yeah. it yeah. was working in the short term, but it wasn't working to produce a long-term relationship for me. So I had to learn how to own my masculine energy. I had to learn what it looks like to be masculine in the relationship. Um, and there are toxic masculine traits, you know, like controlling and being overly aggressive and being manipulative and, and all of these things. Um, but the women who end up coming through my programs and the work together, the, one of the main questions is how do I activate my feminine energy? I'm living so much in the masculine. Men have to, and I always want to say, because people, women will often say sometimes when they watch my videos, why do I have to be the one to do all the work? Oh, goodness me. I have heard that forever. <laughs> well, and here's the deal. You don't. He's got to do his work too. This would not have worked if I hadn't worked on myself right. and anchored right. into my masculine. But each party's got to do their own work. That's and it. here's the best part. If you anchor into your feminine energy, or this is if you want to be coming from your feminine, it's up to you. But just know this, what kind of man do you want to attract? If you want to attract a man whose core is feminine, you want to be in your masculine. If you want to attract a man whose core is masculine, you want to amplify your feminine when you're in the dating and relationship and marriage process, right? It's interesting because it's sort of like putting on a different hat, you know, like when you leave the works and it's kind of confusing because for a man who goes to work and he's in his ma masculine energy all day at work, he doesn't come home and say, well, now I have to put that part of me aside and put on an apron. He gets to continue doing that same deal when he comes home if he's with a woman who's in her feminine space. But for a woman, it's kind of schizophrenic because now I have to come home and I have to take off my work armor and now be more receptive and feminine. So there is is a kind of shifting that a woman is expected to do if she wants to be with a more masculine guy. In exactly. In fact, I just, uh, uh, I have a client who's a police officer and she's very much uh, operates from her masculine because it serves her in work. It helps her move forward in, in that particular career. Um, and yet she's very feminine. Her core is very feminine. So learning these, I took the word feminine and I turned it into an acronym just to give us some practical, what does this look like in everyday life? Some practical things that we can do that activate the feminine. And when you activate the feminine, you naturally become magnetic to masculine energy, the masculine love. So you can actually draw out the masculine in your man simply by you as a woman entering more into your feminine. And just, you know, just to say this, uh, even though this isn't my clientele, I have a lot of couples who are in gay relationships write in and say, hey, you know, I also have one of us is more masculine, one of us is more feminine. Right. So thank you so much because I'm more feminine and this helps me build more attraction with my partner. So it doesn't, yeah. it's not about heterosexual relationships Absolutely. or same-sex relationships. We all get to choose and identify what our home base is and what energy we want to lead with to build attraction and connection in the relationship. And you know, it's a kind of fluidity because uh, I obviously have a lot of male energy in me you know, very ambitious and so on. And one time I was in this uh, conversation with a guy and he was competing with me. And I said, what is this? Some 
I'm going to change the word for radio and TV. What is this? Some kind of penis swinging competition? You know the word that I did say, but I'm I'm just going to say penis swinging competition that your penis is bigger than my penis. I said to him and he said, "But Jamie, I know your penis is bigger than mine." So that was that was like he was acknowledging the male energy in me, right? Yes. Yeah, and I think there's a uh, a, a paradigm that we have that all men are masculine all women are feminine and no. that's the way our home bases have to be. No. And and I know this is not what you're saying. So yeah. I, I want to make clear to everyone who's watching and listening that, that um, there's no right or wrong here. It's not male or female energy, but masculine and feminine. Meaning if I'm a man and I feel more grounded in my feminine, that's my home base. That's all good. There's there and vice versa. So it's about each Absolutely. one of us. And to your point, you said fluid fluidity. I see it as a continuum. Right. That on far ends of the scale is like pure masculine and pure, pure feminine, but nobody's on the far end of the scale. We're all and, someplace and we can move. And we up move and down. in and out, right? And the it, thing is, the most evolved people, the most spiritually evolved people have an equal blend of male and female. And so you can sort of turn it. I think it almost is like a tap the hot water tap, the cold water tap, you can choose what you want to push, put on and put into the mix at right. any given moment, right? That's right. Yes, exactly. And so if we want to unpack, uh, I love this acronym because it makes it really user-friendly. And yeah. so if you're running a lot of masculine energy and you want to step into the uh, the feminine, the F in feminine, we'll, we'll unpack this acronym for the word feminine. The F is feel your body. And so we all have an area of our awareness. If you notice where you kind of ride around all day, some of us ride around up in our minds, up in your forehead area. And that's kind of where you hang out in your body all day. Other people lead from their heart and they kind of move throughout their day in their heart. So notice if you feel your body and just put your focus on the soles of your feet for a moment. And now the palms of your hands and the tippy tips of your fingers. Your awareness instantly moves out of future planning. It moves out of what's happening tomorrow. It moves out of visioning and all of that and into the present moment simply by feeling your body and moving your awareness into the body is a beautiful feminine attribute. You're aware of your body. You're aware of your senses and you're in this present moment instead of riding up around cognitively and thinking and planning and strategizing and all of that. So that's the first move. If you want to shift into your feminine energy, take a three deep breaths and move your awareness down into your body. You could feel your heart's heart space, put your awareness wherever you would love it. And that activates your feminine energy. That's lovely. And most people do tend to, you know, in the Chinese medicine tradition, they talk about there being a block where the chi doesn't tend to go much past the throat for most people, that most people, men and women live in the head most of the time, not just men, but women too. And that the big challenge is to bring that chi down lower, right? Beautiful. I love that. Yeah. The, the E stands for experience pleasure deeply. That's so, nice. So the masculine wants to give pleasure. That's masculine energy. Feminine wants to receive pleasure. That's where the feminine gets activated. Now, love making, we both want to give and receive pleasure. And so there's this dance going back and forth. But if you're with the true masculine man, his biggest turn on 
is when you're moaning, you're making noises, you're enraptured in pleasure. That's what's gonna get him the most pleasure and turn on is he knows he's creating this experience for you. Remember, the masculine wants to deliver you happiness. He wants to provide you with something. Okay. Nothing better for him to provide than the experience of joy and pleasure. So when he a man sees you, experiencing the food that you're eating. You can, you know, take this down to the meal and you're enjoying a, a strawberry and letting the juice soak over your tongue and you're receiving all the senses and you're in that present moment. Oh my um, goodness. Can you believe I have to interrupt right when I was receiving this wonderful piece of information from you? Wait, I'm, I'm just going to be back in one moment to receive what comes next. We'll be back. Hi, it's Dr. Jamie Turndorf here. Are you feeling stressed out or suffering panic attacks, aches and pains or stiff muscles? low energy, angry outbursts, or disturbed sleep? Or are you worried or depressed or feeling hopeless, like the world is coming to an end? Or are you not eating right or exercising or falling into self-damaging or addictive behaviors like binging on junk food, TV, or the internet? Or abusing drugs or alcohol, figuring what's the point? Or maybe work is getting on your last nerve or your relationships are falling apart? If you said yes to any of my questions, you are likely suffering what I call the new global PTSD pandemic stress syndrome triggered by the coronavirus pandemic. Don't despair. My energetic system upgrade is your rescue remedy for the panic epidemic that is plaguing our world. The energetic system upgrade has already changed the lives of some of today's top leaders. Now you can experience your own energetic system upgrade healing transformation. I'm offering a limited number of discounted sessions for my radio listeners. Visit AskDrLove.com forward slash energetic system upgrade. Don't wait. Visit AskDrLove.com forward slash energetic system upgrade upgrade you're listening to ask dr love with dr jamie turndorf if you can't stop crying over the bodily loss of a loved one dr turndorf's number one international bestseller love never dies how to reconnect and make peace with the deceased shows you how to toss out the tissues and transform your grief into joy using her groundbreaking dialoguing with the departed technique that enables you to reconnect and even heal unfinished business with those in spirit to find out more, visit AskDrLove.com. And now, back to Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf. Is this on video too? Yes, video as well. Okay, just check. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Love. I'm Dr. Jamie Turndorf. And um, during the brief break, Matt asked, are we on video? video? We So the Ask Dr. Love show now is syndicated on five of the top 10 U.S. radio markets, reaching 40 million people. In addition, we go out on uh, Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, which reaches millions more in 200 countries, and we're out on YouTube Live as well. And in addition, the video goes out on Binge Networks TV. Beautiful. Wow. Serving so many people. So we're, we're, we're now receiving the dripping strawberry when I <laughs> yes. rudely interrupted your giving. Yeah, so if you want to act though, so engage your senses, if you want to activate the feminine is how can you experience pleasure in that moment, whether it be something you're drinking, whether it be something you're eating, there's a story of my sister went to a, a, a small wedding in Mexico City. Her husband is from Mexico City. He's an actor and there were all these famous actors at this small wedding. And she said everyone looked like they stepped out of a magazine. The women were beautiful, the men were beautiful. And there was one, the, the band started to play and no one had taken the dance floor. And the one woman stepped onto the dance floor and 
my sister noticed that all the men had stopped and she's looking at these men and their jaws are open and they're just absolutely entranced and enthralled with this woman on the stage. And my sister looked and turned to see the woman and she wasn't particularly like a model. She wasn't extraordinarily beautiful, but she was so in her feminine energy. She was in her body and she was dancing and there was just so much pleasure and joy from this movement to the music that the men could not take their eyes off of her. Oh, my yeah. sister, what a beautiful example of really enjoying and experiencing pleasure deeply. Yeah. So, so that's the E. So F, we have feel your body. E, we have experience pleasure deeply. M of the feminine is magnify your allowing. Mm. Magnify your allowing. One of the, the key attributes of the, the masculine, uh, and this isn't a highly skilled masculine behavior, it's lower, you know, it's lower consciousness, but it's micromanaging. And it's often micromanaging because you want to help. So you want it to go right. You want everything to, to, to do well. So there was a, here's an example of this. One of my clients, her name was Jennifer. And uh, she was describing going on a date with this guy and how we, she learned about how micromanaging puts you in the masculine and, uh, and it actually kills the attraction because what the masculine wants to do is to provide. In order to provide, it needs the feminine to receive. It needs to uh, magnify your allowing, your receptivity. And so the guy was driving her to the movies. Uh, first, they were going to go get dinner. And so she's they're coming on the freeway. And she's like, oh, here, the exits for the restaurant's coming up. Move over into the right lane. Uh, and so he does. And he's like, thank you. And, and they take the exit. And then she's like, oh, there's a spot right up front. You can take that spot. And he goes and takes the spot in front. And she noticed, oh, my gosh, she's doing all. Now, she just thinks she's being helpful. And on one level, she is. But being helpful, what is it costing? It's costing her the ability to let him actually provide and for her to allow him to take her to dinner, allow him to drive her there, trust that he can actually be capable at this, and that will actually stoke the attraction. So it didn't work out with that guy. She focused on her feminine energy and this magnifying allowing and went out with a different guy named David. And David handsome, tall, super masculine. And she had to bite her lip, bite her tongue. <laughs> and she figured out that, oh my gosh, he could find a great parking spot. Oh my gosh, he could actually, he took the exit. Like he didn't need me to help him in all these areas. Uh, and it ended up, her feminine energy blossomed, attracted his masculine energy, and the two of them have an amazing romance and they're married today. But it's just a perfect example of what it, what it looks like to magnify your allowing. The payoff for the masculine is beautiful when you simply receive. And you know, estrogen uh, production is linked to receiving even anatomically, right? When the estrogen levels are higher, when we're younger women, it's a natural thing to want to receive the, 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 the male body and the estrogen makes you in a more receptive state. And I am wondering if it's more difficult for women after menopause when the estrogen drops. And nobody's ever looked at that. I've been actually thinking for a while, it might be interesting to study that question. Yeah, yeah. That's, a really, that's a really good point because as we get older and you notice like grandpas that used to be really hard right. and competitive and mean at times, and they get over the age of 50 and then 60, their testosterone drops, they become yes. way more heart-centered they cry yes. meaningful they events. have better relationships <laughs> they have better relationships exactly. you know because all the research shows that the more androgynous a man is that is the more he has equal blend of male and female the better their marriages and relationships are 
And that's, that is very interesting. And I, I would say from my experience, it's not hanging out in one spot all the time That's on the it. spectrum. It's androgynous, but being able to move up and down the spectrum in the moments that you want to amplify the attraction, or the it. moments that you want to build connection, having more feminine energy yes. is very helpful. Exactly. Uh, so feminine, feel M. your body, experience pleasure deeply, magnify your allowing, and I is initiate invitations. Initiate invitations. So uh, especially when dating, one of the big complaints is that today that I hear is men don't know how to lead. Men aren't leading. They're not asking me out. They're not giving me advance notice on the dates. They're not making the plan. So gentlemen, if you want to stand out from the crowd, if you want to be like head and shoulders above all of the competition out there, be a man with a plan. Know <laughs> what you want to do. Set the plan. Let her know in advance what the plan is, where you're going and what she might, what the, what the dress code is going to be. Help take all of that pressure off of her. Because women will often want to know the plan long before the man feels like it's necessary to share the plan. <laughs> and, there, right. and so what will happen is a woman will um, close the gap. She'll make the plan. She'll set the plan. She'll say, call him and say, hey, I know we had a great connection. Why don't we go out this weekend? Why don't we go out Friday? I know this great spot. And he'll say, great, sure. So she moves into the pursuer, into the masculine, and he then uh, moves into the receiver and the feminine. So the way to actually, so many people confuse feminine and with being passive, powerless, and a, a doormat, submissive. That is not feminine at all. That's an outdated old school view. And it does not pertain to today or what real feminine energy is all about. Real feminine energy is incredibly powerful and you can absolutely be proactive. You don't have to be passive but it's proactive in a pulling or a, uh, a receiving energy. So here's what I mean. Initiating an invitation looks like this. Instead of calling him and saying, hey, let's go out Saturday. Here's the place we're going to go. It says, hey, I would love it if you would take me out this weekend. So you, you make a request. You state what you would love, and then you allow the masculine energy to fill the request. That's lovely. That's lovely because the woman is still using the male energy to assert herself, but then she leans back because when a man likes you or loves you, he wants to please you. He wants to be instrumental and task oriented and do whatever he can. So all you're doing is giving him a playbook and saying, gee, I'd love if you would. And then you lean back to receive and let him do the rest. And I love that. Exactly. When I, so I was in my feminine, I met my wife, just her being in her feminine and not being willing to shift into masculine helped me move into my masculine. And I'll give you a quick example. Our first date, I, I met her, but I lived long distance. I was on a work trip. So I met her, we started connecting. I flew back. We started talking, corresponding. And months later, I flew down after we now knew each other and we gotten to know and, and started building a really good romantic connection. We had our first date after a couple months. So I'm in Orange County, California, and I pull up to her house, pick her up to take her to dinner. She gets in the car and I say, so where do you want to go? And she says, what do you, what do you mean, where do I want to go? I thought you knew we we're going to dinner. I thought you had a place to take us. And I was like, no, 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 this isn't my town. This is your town. So where do you want to go? And she was like, look, you're the man. You decide where we're going. <laughs> her, her verbiage. And I started to sweat because I was like, oh, no. Because when a man cares, he wants to ensure that he creates a good experience for you. And I didn't know what kind of food she liked or anything. And so I like get out my phone. I'm trying to look up 
a place to take her and she sees me struggling and she's like look i like italian and i like sushi any of those spots would be great but you decide and so i found this cool little sushi place put it in the gps and we were off but it was so good for me because i had dated so many masculine women i didn't even know that i wasn't planning I was unaware that I wasn't even taking the lead because they made it so easy for me because they would always just take the lead. But here's what happened. Something magnificent at the end of that dinner, Irene, my wife at that time for our first date, she hugged me. She goes, thank you for taking me here. This was a brilliant choice. I loved it. The payoff I got, I felt this surge of emotion and this feeling of pride and that I had not experienced before. Because if she had picked the place and I took her there, that would have been a guaranteed like, okay, she likes it. There was risk involved in me picking the place. And with a greater risk comes a greater payoff. But because, and that's what the masculine gets rewarded by. And so it was such a phenomenal moment for me, for her to draw me into my masculine energy and then experience the attractive payoff because I hit the mark. She was very wise. You know what you're describing? I call relationship essential nutrients. Mm. And that is what are the essential foods that women and men need to be happy. So men, because they're task oriented, want appreciation and admiration, right? And women want to feel the two S's, safety and security. Mm. So what she did for you is she gave you the two A's. She admired you and she appreciated you for you stepping up and doing that for her. So she just intuitively gave you exactly what you needed for having stepped up and provided for her. Yes. Perfect. Yes. And I want to highlight for everyone that the payoff, other women that I would take to dinner that they chose the spot would appreciate me and admire me also but the payoff wasn't as big. It wasn't because, as big. Because there wasn't a risk. I hadn't actually made the plan and there was that uncertainty. Is she gonna like it or is she not gonna like it? And then it made you feel the great payoff because you took the risk and she was happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. absolutely. So the next letter up is N and this is nourish your needs. And so this, this really comes down to not looking f- to the man to nourish all the needs that you have, the communication and the connection, because we're built differently. But it's really to, to ask yourself, hmm, what is it that I need in this moment? Just on a daily basis, say, hmm, what do I really need today? And then give yourself that whatever it is that you need. It's such an inclination to pour into everyone else first. Many of the women I'm coached describe this as is they want to pour into their kids, they want to pour into their spouse, they want to pour into their, their work, and they leave themselves last, their cups depleted. Very hard to uh, experience the pleasure and the joy and the radiance that comes from your beautiful feminine energy when your cup is empty. And so this one is really about focusing on fill up your cup. Your man wants your cup to be full. He wants you to nourish your own needs so that you're in your radiance and your joy. Right. And he doesn't want to be the sole provider to fill your cup because then he can feel a tremendous sense of depletion, right? And obligation, like you need me to fill you. It's really wonderful when you're full and everything that you're receiving is gravy. Let's take a break. I'll be back with you in a moment on Ask Dr. Love. 
Hi, it's Dr. Jamie Kerndorf. Did you know only one stress, one accident, or one illness can trigger PTSD? And did you know that all the stress associated with the pandemic has created what I call the new global PTSD pandemic stress syndrome? And don't be so quick to say, I don't have PTSD, because many conditions like depression, anxiety, pain syndrome, sleep disorders, and sexual dysfunctions are PTSD in disguise. And don't be fooled. Even after the pandemic is behind us, your PTSD will not go away by itself. Hope is in sight. In my latest book, If You Think You Don't Have PTSD, Think Again, I share a simple, research-backed, drug-free program for reversing the new global PTSD pandemic stress syndrome, a solution your doctor doesn't likely know about. Read If You Think You Don't Have PTSD, Think Again today and be on the road to recovery right away. If You Think You Don't Have PTSD, Think Again became a number one international bestseller within 24 hours of its publication. Grab your copy on Amazon and find out why you're listening to ask dr love with dr jamie turndorf if your heart is still hurting over the bodily loss of your loved one the reason is simple we're not meant to be separated from those we love and reconnecting is the only way to end the grief but reconnecting and staying connected requires guidance as a gift to her listeners, Dr. Turndorf is offering a limited number of discounted grief relief sessions to help you reestablish your relationship and resolve any unfinished issues. If you're ready to experience the healing and joy of reconnecting, visit AskDrLove.com slash grief relief to schedule your session. But don't wait. Space is limited. Visit AskDrLove.com slash grief relief to find out more. And now back to Dr. Turndorf. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Love. I'm talking with my dear friend, Matt Boggs. He is the author of Project Everlasting and the creator of Cracking the Man Code. And we're going through the acronym of what being in your feminine energy means. And we just finished N, right? We got to N yeah, there nurturing are eight. yourself and filling your cup. And Yes, eight letters in the word feminine. So we've got feel your body. E is experience pleasure deeply. M is magnify your allowing. I is initiate invitations. And the first N is nourish your needs. And then I is inhabit your softness. And so this means, um, you know, masculine energy tends to be hard driving energy. Uh, feminine energy is more soft and fluid. You even think about uh, anatomically, the male body and the female body. And sexually, you know, you have the male erection, you have the female vagina, and soft and warm and wet. And so when you are inhabiting your softness, it's things that make you feel feminine. So clothes that make you feel feminine, activities that make you feel feminine, um, whether it be the, uh, you know, the type taking a shower and washing your hair, all the things that help you feel feminine, help you feel soft, will naturally put you in that vibrational state of more feminine energy. If one of the great attributes of this is when you're done with work, if you want an easy way to shift into your feminine energy, take a moment and take a bath where you say, hey, I'm going to give myself 30 minutes to focus on me. I'm going to nourish my needs at the same time inhabit my softness and take a bath, put on some jammies, put on some soft clothes, whatever it is. And, uh, and it will, you'll notice that your whole energy is shifted when you come out of that bath. That's nice. And you know, it's interesting because women tend to like to bathe more than men. You don't, mm -hmm. I don't meet a lot of guys who like to bathe and soak. So it's interesting. 
And so the next is N, which is nourish connection. And this also comes down to when, when, for example, when my wife says, Hey, I've got a girlfriend that wants to get together for lunch on Saturday. And is that okay? Cause we've got three little kids. And, and so I'm like instantly, yes, go with your friend. I've got the kids. It's all good because I know that when she comes home from that lunch, she is going to be full of joy and energy and connection and just connecting just the act of talking. For example, one of the things that boosts feminine energy is oxytocin. And so simply the act of talking, boost the neurotransmitter oxytocin and it helps you feel good it amplifies your feminine it does not amplify masculine energy so when i know my wife comes home and she's flying high on cloud nine because she's had a whole brunch with her girlfriend or a group of friends that is a very good thing for dad a very good thing for hubby because now she's in a loving mood she's in a way more connected mood and uh and like there's a method to your madness you know (laughs) i'm gonna say this and i thought that this was such an interesting research that you know how women often feel that after they have sex the guy pulls away and then he he, they're so hurt and well were you just using me for a booty call or you don't love me and it turns out that the the cuddling associated with sex raises the guy's oxytocin and so he feels his testosterone diminishing and his oxytocin is higher and the way a man raises his testosterone is to pull away it's actually proven that the pulling away recalibrates the male hormone. So it's don't take it personally. Don't think he doesn't love you. Let your little rubber band stretch a bit away from you and then he'll spring back. Yeah. Beautiful. I completely agree. Completely <laughs> agree with that. And so uh, that's the end. And then the E is embrace your sexy self. Embrace your sexy self. And what this means is sexiness has way more to do about how you feel about yourself so true. than what it is that you look like. So true. Women are so obsessed. If I'm not thin enough, if I'm not wearing a certain size, if I've got cellulite, you know, my grandma was always very fat. Okay. And she thought she was the sexiest thing in the world. I mean, she just did. And she told me when she was a little girl, her mom said to her, your behind is prettier than anybody else's face. That's what she was told. And it gave her this feeling of confidence. I, and I love totally. that. Yeah. Who gets to, who gets to decide if you're sexy? You. It's you, hundred percent. And so many of us and so many people, well, I have to get affirmed that I'm sexy from the outside in. It doesn't and work that's that so way. so unsexy too, because you sort of feel like a beggar with a cup and that desperate energy of like, validate me, want me sexually. Then I know I'm okay. It's so repellent. So repellent. So you embracing the sexy you. In other words, we will look at ourselves and our own bodies through our own critical lens and we pick ourselves apart, both men and women. Everybody, we all do this. We pick ourselves apart and here's the flaw and here's this and that. It's such a cool exercise to actually look at yourself through the imaginary eyes of your lover. And imagine that your lover, you might already have this person in your life and so you can put yourself, see them the way they see you. If you're not with somebody, imagine somebody who finds you ultra attractive. And they are, they find you so sexy. They're not worried about the little dimples on your butt. They love that butt. They want to grab onto that butt. They like don't it's, see it. 
They, they don't, don't see, even, and men tend to see the gestalt, the big picture. And yes. women, we think that, you know, we focus on, oh, I've got a stray hair and this. Men don't see that. They get the whole gestalt. And when they love you, they just love the whole of you. And I, wait, that didn't come out right. But you know what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we're coming to the end. We only have two minutes left. And I want to make sure everybody can find you because you are wonderful. And uh, I, you know, I've loved you for a long time. So your social media anything, your offer, you have an, an, yeah. an explore working with Matt, crackingthemancode.com slash coaching forward. So everything. Let me make sure everybody knows. Yeah. The best place to find the work that I'm up to is go to bravethinkinginstitute.com. And we actually have divisions. So if you're into, if you want help with business or health or spiritual growth, there are options there, but you'll also find the love and relationships division there. And we've got lots of great free things that can help you in your relationship, help you attract a relationship, help you deepen that relationship. And if you want to go to crackingthemancode.com forward slash coaching, if you're interested in doing a program that can really help you integrate these materials and these concepts into your life to manifest your man, that's a great place to go is crackingthemancode.com forward slash coaching. And you walk the walk. It's so, I mean, Thank in you. every way, I just love being with you, always have, always will. And I'm just glad that we reconnected. My door is always open to you whenever you have a new project or product, whatever, just reach out and ask me to come back. Thank you, Dr. Jamie. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure being with you. As always, it's really wonderful. And in the last couple seconds, we have like 10 seconds. What would your parting message be? That you deserve the love that you want and that it's possible. That we're all worthy of to be loved and to love deeply. And so you absolutely deserve that love that you want. And it starts with us being that love. And so give that love to yourself and be a radiant messenger of that love and that presence in other people's lives. And you can't keep the good away from you when you come from that space. Absolutely. You're just the mirror of your own self-love echoing back to you. Well, everyone, I loved being with you as I love Matt Boggs, and I will see you next time on Ask Dr. Love. You've been listening to Ask Dr. Love with Dr. Jamie Turndorf. Sign up for Dr. Jamie's newsletter at AskDrLove.com and receive her meditation audio that will guide you to open your heart and chill out during these stressful times. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.